If talking about new travel destinations or discovering the latest travel gadgets gets your heart racing just like mine, well then, you are in the right place. Hello there, I'm Katrina Rountree and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Come, our podcast about the wonders of travel, a place where we share memories from recent trips and we dream about upcoming adventures. So get your passports ready and join me for Journeys to Come. Well, I couldn't come to France and not talk about Paris. So here is a whole show. While in Paris, I've met an Aussie dancer at the famous Lido, explored the home of the Phantom of the Opera, picked up a new signature scent and snuck in a little Dior action. In this week's podcast, I find out more about France's Iron Lady and how you can contribute to her painting. They get six to seven million visitors per year and there are plenty of ways to get to the top. Go to the top, enjoy your glass of champagne and see the sunset and it's really magic and wow. I check into the historic Victoria Palace Hotel and find my Paris guru in a special Ask the Concierge. The higher social spheres in, in Paris would say that asparagus should be eaten with the fingers. <laughs> And my Paris tour guide explains the best times to visit the city's hundreds of museums and galleries. She shares a secret local destination, a garden you want to check out. We caught up over a hot chockey at Angelina's. Always make sure to uh, have your ticket when you arrive at the, the museum. So buy it online before, or buy it the day before if you see there's no line. That's the trick because there's always two lines, one with tickets, one without tickets. Travel is often best shared with friends and family. So please share this podcast with your travel companions and make sure you subscribe to our podcast feed wherever you collect your podcasts. I am here with Anne, and she's not head of security as I thought here at the Eiffel Tower. She is head of the press office here of the most popular monument, certainly in France, possibly even the world. So Anne, how many tourists do you get here every year at the Eiffel Tower? It's between six and seven millions every year. In that case, help me with some tips. How do we avoid the queues? Okay, the best way to avoid the queue is to buy your tickets online. You can buy them like three months ago, the before, mm -hmm. so you have plenty of time to build up your travel and buy your tickets online. It's the best way. Otherwise, it's, uh, there is a cheaper way and also a healthier way. It's to climb the stairs to the second floor. And then, if you still want to go to the top, you can buy a ticket on only six euros to go from the second floor to the top. Is there a better time of day to visit? What do you like? Uh, I like really early in the morning. You know, during summer, the Eiffel Tower opens at 9 a.m. Also, I enjoy the sunsets on the tower. And then you can go on the tower from, I don't know, from 8 p.m. and um, enjoy, you know, a few drinks, climb, go to the top, enjoy your glass of champagne and see the sunset. And it's really magic and wow. What time do the sparkly lights come on? Alors, it starts every day at 10. Five minutes every hour. Otherwise, you have the golden lights. But the sparkling is every five minutes from 10 to 1. Now, I know there's a few places to eat here. If I want to be like Donald Trump, and go to the Alain Ducasse restaurant, Le Jules Verne, I think it is, how do I get myself a seat there? Okay, um, be prepared to have like to book your table like I will say at minimum six months ago. 
Wow. before because it's, that it's yeah it's a very gastronomic restaurant the view is impressive you like in a cocoon like you are no sound at all it's really quiet and peaceful and expensive as well so it's a first one star michelin it's really a good quality and it's like did you have another solution it's to go on the first floor and choose a brasserie restaurant a more cheaper one and more accessible one, but it's also delicious, yeah. And there are so many things for people to do when they're here. It's not just getting the lift up to the top and heading down. Tell us some of the activities you've got going. You've got a lot of activities. The best part of the effort over for me, personally, is the first floor. First floor is the largest one, the biggest one. You have a boutique, you have also a little... Um, thing for the kids called Fologus and they can discover the Eiffel Tower so little guide and ask questions and look for the clue in the first floor so that's really fun. Uh, on the winter and the summer we have the terrace it's always full of activities for the kids as well. You have the 58 restaurant that I mentioned previously. Oui. You have also the official shops near yeah, the biggest one is on the first floor and of course if you want to be like you can <laughs> Check the glass floor, which is really impressive as well. Like you, you walk out onto the glass platform and you can look straight down. Exactly, exactly. And people love that. Some people are a bit afraid, but once they tried it, they they want to stay there and enjoy the view and see the people queuing under their feet. Yeah. You know, Anne, I would ask you about the security of the Eiffel Tower, but I can see by the crowds around me, it hasn't affected the numbers. No, not at all. And we are really, you know. It's the security has always been an important thing that we have been looking after in the Eiffel Tower because we have so many videos each year. So it's mm. not from the recent attacks. It's always been, you know, something we were really, really proud of. Our security is really important, but for everybody to feel safe. So uh, from next September, during like, I will say summer, eight, 2018 there will be some little works to just create a glass wall at the entrance you know of the Eiffel Tower so it's safe but it doesn't affect the view exactly the, the thing is to you know to give again this wonderful perspective that you can have from the Trocadero to Ecole Militaire all through the Champ de Mars and to the legs of the Eiffel Tower or the Iron Ladies. What's it called? Iron Lady. Yeah, yeah. It's not Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> it's Eiffel Tower. But, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was great before, right before <laughs> Margaret Love Thatcher. Margaret but the Thatcher. Iron Lady is also yeah, a nickname of the Eiffel Tower. How do you explain the enduring um, joy? of the Eiffel Tower. You're the press secretary here. You have media constantly, tourists constantly. Why Why do we just love the Iron Lady so much? I will say that it's um, becoming like the icon of Paris. And the view all over Paris is just breathtaking. Oui. So even if you're a Parisian, you see it from all over Paris, but you never so much go on it, you know? As Marie explained, yeah. But once you work here and you go really, you always discover something new each day. So even for a tourist, you can 
come once and twice, you will always discover new places. And it's always changing as well. You know, this first floor, this new first floor, has been rebuilt in 2014 with all these new places, the new pavilion, and it's always been in... Um, uh, I would say sustainable activities, right. you know. Yeah, we have wow. two wind turbines on the top of the Jules Verne really? restaurants. Wow. Yeah, and they give electricity to the shops on the first floor. We also uh, take the rain to for the toilets and stuff. So we are, you yes. know, improving. <laughs> the Iron Lady is improving herself. Yeah. Do also. you have to constantly paint the Eiffel Tower? Every seven years. Every seven years we repaint the tower. The tower was originally red when it opens in 1889. Yeah, uh, you will see it at the top. It's, wow. It was originally red. Then it moved from lots of color. Now it's a Eiffel Tower color. It's an official color, it's is it? It's an official color. And the color isn't the same exactly from the bottom to the top. It's go darker. It's three different shades. It's not 50 shades. It's three <laughs> shades of the Eiffel Tower color from the light to the darkest one. Yeah. Wow. It's all done with paintbrushes. By hand. By, by hand. Experts. Yeah. Because the Eiffel Tower is, is always open. You know, it's a public service. It's kind of public service. It has to be open 3 24 seven, uh, 7. Yeah, Wait. exactly. So they repaint it every seven years and for like 18 months or so. But next next painting is gonna be soon and you still can cooperate and give a gift for the new painting. You can contribute you can to contribute. a can of paint for the yeah. Eiffel Tower. Yeah. How do you get to do that? You go to the second floor, you have a born and you give three euros and then uh, you send an email with the number and you get a certificate as you contributor to the new painting. And it's been lovely talking to you, but I need to get myself to the second floor to buy a pot of paint. <laughs> Want more travel in your day? Well then, join us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Journeys to Come and follow us. And while you're there, hey, how about you share your own travel pics and stories with the hashtag Journeys to Come. I know that statistically, Paris, France, is one of the world's most popular holiday locations ever. And uh, I just met the most charming man. His name is Michael Irwin, and I call him my Oracle of Paris. He actually checked me into the most gorgeous hotel, and uh, it's um, on the left bank. And it's, it's in a local neighbourhood. I specifically wanted to stay in a hotel that was away from all the touristy areas. I wanted to be amongst the locals. And the Victoria Palace is near Saint-Germain, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And when I checked in, he gave me these two walking maps straight away. There was a foodies discovery tour with all the chocolatiers and fromageries and anything that would please the palate. And there was also the ultimate shopping guide. And, of course, this only included... French designers, Paris designers in particular, like Inez de la Frissange in Rue de Grenil. Anyway, anyway, I pulled out my little microphone and I said, right, Michael, I need you to share your stories, share your tips. We all love Paris. So here we have on the line right now, my oracle of Paris, all the way from the Victoria Palace Hotel, Michael Owen. Michael, please tell us about this 
beautiful hotel. And who are the sort of people that stay here at Victoria Palace Hotel? Well, the Victoria Palace Hotel, first of all, is an historic hotel. It's, it opened in 1913. Um, we had some famous guests such as James Joyce lived here, Catherine Mansfield, the New Zealand writer. Um, so we have a lot of history behind the hotel. And we are very much attached to that. We want the hotel to keep that historic nature, so we've deliberately kept the, um, the decor very traditional and French. We are part of a neighborhood. We're okay. in Paris. We want our clients right. to feel that they're in Paris. We will speak French to them. Uh, we will try to share the neighborhood with them, let them experience what it is to be Parisian or hopefully um, to go home just a little bit Parisian. We're, we're, we're terrible about that in Paris. You know, we think uh, our mission is to save the rest of the world and turn them all into ourselves. Could you please explain to us what exactly what exactly would that look like? Describe the Parisian of today. The Parisian is a very complex creature, uh, very hard to define. There are many different tribes, um, so we have to decide our tribe, and um, that involves how you dress, how you handle yourself, whether or not you eat asparagus with your fingers or with the cutlery. It all depends on what tribe you belong to. Oh dear, um, I'm a cutlery person. Is that right or wrong? Um, the higher social spheres in, in Paris would say that asparagus should be eaten with the fingers. Uh, something <laughs> that uh, I was quick to learn on this trip. Um, after 6pm, it's bonsoir, not bonjour. Basic, I know. Yes, basically. It, it's, bo it's bonjour. First of all, it's bonjour to everyone, always, including bus drivers, shop attendants and so on. Um, bonsoir, as soon as it's dark, or in the summer, where of course it gets dark very, very late, we start the bonsoir a little bit earlier. And the bonne nuit is only at the end of the day when you're preparing to go to bed. What's your advice to travellers in general coming to Paris today? Because uh, I know that some people want to make sure that they feel safe. They're unsure because of media reports. Personally, I have found, I've actually found a different mood pervading the air. Maybe it's because of the new president, I'm not sure. But I have found everybody to be so kind, so helpful. And there is an air of optimism. What's your advice to those thinking about coming over. I think you're quite right. I think an air of optimism is what it is. Um, sometimes the French had a reputation of being somewhat difficult. They still do enjoy people who try to learn at least bonjour, merci, s'il vous plaît in French. Uh, it does make life a bit easier. Um, but they are generally willing to help. Um, they've always, they know what it's like to be lost in a foreign country. Um, so they're willing to help. Um, they, and in Paris generally with the new government, with the elections, um, something has changed. There is something in the air. Now, how that will play out, we don't know yet. But um, I think ev we're actually looking forward to the next few years. Um, if I were going to be unkind, I would say, unlike other countries across the channel, which seem to be living it in a rather different way. It's a beautiful feeling, though, to come over here and sense that change. Uh, I know that uh, for a lot of people who stay at this hotel, they also uh, they choose this because it's close to public transport. Any advice for those uh, considering using the metro? First of all, the best way to get around Paris is on foot. Oh. For much of it's a very it's actually a rather small city, so walk whenever possible because you you're not just going to see the sites, you're going to see the buildings, the architecture, which is all over the place. Um, public transportation. Many people neglect the city buses. Uh, the advantage over the metro is they're above ground and they do smell a bit nicer. Uh, from where we are, we have fantastic bus connections. We can get our clients almost anywhere by bus. And as a last resort, the metro works very quickly. Something that uh, I was delighted when I checked in yesterday is I was immediately given a map of the best 
chocolatiers in the area. There was a separate shopping map just for the French stores, the best French stores in the area. Tell us about the little tours that you recommend to, uh, to your guests. What is important to us is that we're part of a neighborhood, the Cherchemidi neighborhood. It's a funny little quirky residential neighborhood in the center of the city. Um, and it has a lot of opportunities for discovering unique standalone uh, shops and boutiques. So our little chocolatier tour, we deliberately take out any industrial chocolates. We don't, we, you don't need to come to Paris for that. You want to find the chocolates that are handmade that you will not find anywhere else and that will taste of chocolate. You want to find the perfume maker that is about the size of a postage stamp and will design a perfume just for you, but which you'll never find on your own because if you blink when you walk in front of it, you've missed it. Um, you may want to find out about the shoe shops that you haven't heard of yet, which will have different models so that you can parade them back at home in front of your favorite, in with your best girlfriends, um, so that they can just eat their hearts out and they will never find them where they are. Well, I think I need to start taking notes of all these different places and ask for the particular maps. But Michael, it's just been a joy to speak to you. However brief, I'm sorry. I know that you're very busy at the moment, which is a wonderful thing to see. The hotel is, is full. But thank you so much for welcoming us to the Victoria Palace Hotel. It's a joy to be here. Thank you very much. It's lovely to have you. While you're listening, why not add some travel to your inbox? Sign up for my weekly travel updates at journeystocome.com. I'm here having a hot chocolate at the iconic Angelina's on Rue de Rivoli in Paris. This is a thing you have to do when you come to Paris. Come down and have a magnificent hot chocolate. It's so thick, it's so good, and you have wonderful pastries as well. But I'm here with my guide in Paris, Marie, and I just thought I'd, I'd ask her what she loves about her hometown. So, hello, welcome. Hello. Tell us. you all that you adore about Paris? Uh, I like the fact that it's not just one side city. It's a multicultural city. Uh, depending on which neighborhood you're going, you're going to, you're going to discover new things. Every neighborhood has its own special atmosphere. It's a mix of culture and uh, architecture and art and a lot of different things. And uh, that's why I think if you come to visit Paris, you need to walk. Just you uh, make sure you you understand and you can experience the difference of atmosphere between the neighborhoods. It's really important to me. And is that why Parisians are so trim, so slim? Because I see them eating a lot of pastries, but everybody is so slim. What is the secret? I think the secret is the first quality of our food. We don't eat much uh, processed food. We don't like that so much. We like to buy fresh food. So that's why we uh, we run the errands twice or three times a week. We don't have big errands for the month. We buy uh, our bread daily. We like to eat cheese a lot. It's true, but it's the quality of the product that makes it. You know, don't need a big amount of it. Just like for the pastry, you need if you have a good tart, you need one tart, and it will be way enough. And we walk, we walk all the time, so it helps eating as much as you want. And there are no supermarkets here in Paris. There are some supermarkets, but not the big malls you can see. Uh, those are forbidden. You won't see them in the city. They are located outside of the city, and uh, the supermarkets we have uh, are regular size. They are human size. They're never too big. And it's nice, uh, you can find anything you want there anyway, so it's enough. I know that you love your museums, so give me a checklist. What have I got to go and see while I'm here in Paris? 
um, depends on what you like, but there are some iconic museums. If you don't like crowds, I won't recommend them, but uh, of course there's the iconic Louvre, there's the Orsay, Musée d'Orsay. If you like Impressionists, I recommend. If you, don't, if you still like Impressionists, but you're not a big fan of crowds, I recommend Orangerie, the Musée de l'Orangerie. That's where you can see the beautiful water lilies by uh, Claude Monet. And it's never as crowded as Orsay. It's really nice. Otherwise, you have more intimate little museums. I like Le Musée Rodin a lot because of its garden. Beautiful to see. I like a little museum near Montmartre. It's called Le Musée de la Vie Romantique, the Romantic Life Museum. It's a little house. It's free also. And it has a very nice collection of romantic art. It's really nice. How do you avoid the queues, though? in Paris. Um, for example, with the museums, the, the queues can snake down the road. Have you got any tips on how to avoid the queues? Always make sure to uh, have your ticket when you arrive at the, the museum. So buy it online before, or buy it the day before if you see there's no line. That's the trick because there's always two lines, one with tickets, one without tickets. So if you already have your ticket, it's way shorter. Also, my trick is to avoid the the times where it's really, really packed. Like if you go early in the morning, it's usually more quiet. Okay. Or for big museums like Orsay or Le Louvre, it's always packed. So the trick is to go on late openings. Ah. For instance, the Louvre has two late openings on Wednesdays and Fridays, and the museum close, uh, closes at 10. So usually only locals know that, so they come to the Louvre at that time, and it's way less crowded than during the day. Paris is the most popular capital city for tourists in the world. How do the locals handle the tourists? Mm, sometimes very well, sometimes not so good. <laughs> I have to say that um, the, that's the excuse for a lot of Parisians. Paris isn't such a big city. It's very dense. It's two and a half million inhabitants, but true Parisians. And during the day here, you have around 10 million people which means that Parisians constantly have to share the city with everyone. Visitors, but not only, also people working in the, in the city from the suburbs. So it can be a bit frustrating uh, sometimes, I understand. Uh, so we try to keep our little secret spots. That we don't like to give up uh, little addresses. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> Can you reveal one little secret place that maybe you could recommend us to visit? Uh, there are some places that are starting to get known now, but oh, yeah. they are still bits uh, of uh, the radar, uh, let's say it like that. The north of the city, near the canal, if you try uh, to have a walk near the canal Saint-Martin, Saint-Martin is the side near Republic, so it's a bit more crowded, but if you walk all the way to the north of the, of the city, 90th arrondissement, it's less crowded already. And some little gardens are more known than others. For instance, Le Louvre is a very, very uh, crowded place, very visited place in Paris. Behind the Louvre, we have this place called Le Palais Royal. Uh -huh. Le Palais Royal has its own garden, and it's uh, mainly locals there. It's really nice and really quiet, really peaceful. I know that, well, particularly in the summer, life is really lived outdoors. And I've been down to the Seine, and I don't quite have the courage to do this, but there's open air dancing. What's that all about? That's, uh, the Seine is our favorite monument, I think. We Parisians love the Seine River. It's much more iconic for us than the Eiffel Tower or anything else. 
so we love to uh, have picnics on the side of the river. We love to have uh, dances. I went to some salsa lessons myself on the side of the river. It was lovely. They have some temporary bars. They have uh, some temporary restaurants. It's a really part of the city. The sun is really alive and I advise you if you want to do a typical Persian thing when you come here you uh, buy a bottle of wine you buy some food some cheese some fruits and you go next to the river and you have a lovely picnic on the side and uh, you won't regret it it's really nice I love your style I love the way that you think I know that since being here I've really picked up on a feeling of optimism in the air because of your new president. Is, is that right? I think people are optimistic but they're waiting. They yeah. want some proof and uh, they uh, gave a kind of an ultimatum. We'll see at the end of the year if something's changed or not. We'll see. I have to say also I have felt nothing but safe whenever I've been here. I know that it's a cause of concern for a lot of travellers. Um, there is a little bit more of a security presence that I have noticed, but what's your take on security matters here right now? So um, at first I thought it was a little sad, like I, I don't have children but I always felt like if I have children someday, uh, I find that sad for them to be uh, obligated to show their bags anywhere they want to enter. And because I didn't have to experience that when I was younger. So, uh, but on the other hand, I think it's reassuring a lot of people and I think it's important. And sadly, it's pretty much like that anywhere in the world nowadays. I don't think that Paris is more safe or more unsafe than any other place, sadly. But I don't feel very much uh, unsafe or very mm. at risk in here. I still love my city. I think that's. For me, that was the only good thing after the attacks. It reminded me of how much I love Paris. So uh, I remember that after the attacks, a lot of my friends, we decided to go out at the terrace. We decided to have some drinks outside just to prove that we are still here. We still love our lifestyle. We still love our city and we won't be stopped by uh, what's happening. And we still, we will live our life like, like real Parisians, like we always did. Well, we absolutely adore your city as well. Thank you so much for guiding me around. I love being with you. It was very nice to have you here also. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Journeys to Come. If you want any more information on the places that we visited, all the people we spoke to, then visit our website, journeystocome.com, for full details. <laughs>